You're listening to 06 Answers, where every week we interview a different member from the West Point class of 2006. When you ask 06 questions, you'll get 06 Answers. Welcome everyone to the 06 Answers podcast. I'm your host, Matt Wang. Joining me here on today's episode is Derek Kenmotsu. Currently based out of San Mateo, California, you're the head of partnerships for artificial intelligence at the Defense Innovation Unit, DIU. And you are actually originally from next door, right? In Foster City, California. Right, Foster City. They're almost one and of the same. All the <laughs> high, high schools are in San Mateo. So <laughs> nice. Back to the hometown, yeah. And then once you got to West Point, you were in C3 as a plebe and G2 as an upperclassman. Derek, thanks for joining us here on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for inviting me, Matt. You know, we got to catch up before we actually, you know, scheduled this recording session. And it was good to reconnect because we know each other from way back in the early days during the Ice Cream Social, if you remember. Right. Do you remember, like, do you have any memories from like that specific day? Or <laughs> I remember meeting you. I remember, you know, it was like the one break that we had from being you know, constantly yelled at during Beast and, you know, getting to take a, a breath. It was like you and um, I think was Keaton there, Ryan yeah. Keaton and yeah, maybe a few others, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I just remember it was such a relief to uncut my hands and I don't know if I untucked my shirt or anything, but I just, it just felt nice to be in a home and I'll never forget the pals, right? Yeah. They were oh, yeah. to us, you know, for those oh, yeah. um, first year. So it was really, mm-hmm. really hard too. I think Guam had just had a typhoon and so like, Oh. You know, you get that one call, the beast, and, yeah. and my, phone, my phone call never went through. And it was like those oh, pay phones, man. if I recall, like in the, yeah. the downstairs. The my, my family went to Hawaii right after, and it was in the window when I was, <laughs> you know, we got the phone call. So no one was picking up. They were oh, just probably in Hawaii. <laughs> They're just celebrating. They're like, all right, yeah, exactly. Derek's off at this point. Derek's, Derek's on, gone. On, yeah. on the East Coast. Let's go right. to celebrate Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, it was good to just kind of reconnect earlier. How are things going now back on the West Coast? Everything is great. I think we'll get into it, but I'm really enjoying my work. I enjoy being back to my home area. It's kind of weird because I'm sometimes at the grocery store and I run into people I went to high school with. So like I, I left for from like the hometown, like for like from the home area, like 15 years. And then mm-hmm. and I moved back like right into here until like 19 years after leaving. So it's a little surreal, but it's been great. Yeah, and I, I meant to ask, like, your your family, um, is your spouse originally from the area, or did you guys... No, she's not. She's Canadian. So she's okay. from Toronto, from Canada, but by way of, of Korea, South Korea. But she also moved around as a kid. She lived in Thailand for a little bit, lived in New York. So I think when I told her that I moved, like, every year, right after college, she was like, oh, that's, like my jam so <laughs> yeah we kind of like had that same like moved around a lot as as you know in our younger lives it's definitely a strong bond i feel like something too with military brats or, or you know just people who mm-hmm. um, are associated with the military families and always moving just strong bond i feel like it develops some sort of you know culture of self-sustaining and you know mm-hmm. kind of bonding with others who are also yeah. in that like mobile mental uh state <laughs> right 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 well, Derek, man, how about we just jump into the questions? Let's do it. Our audience knows the six questions. Yes. So let's just jump into question one. Derek, what's a core memory or story of yours from the West Point days that stands out? Obviously, it's like a formidable time in our lives. There's probably a ton of memories. There's, of course, a ton of positive, some, some you know, rough memories. But I'm going to go with one. I don't know if anyone's... I, I have purposely not listened to the other podcasts, but 
my one memory that I want to call out is our play year, if you remember, we had a power outage and there was like a riot, you know, so it was just I just remember it because, you know, everything at West Point is so fine tuned, so regimented. And when the power went out, it was almost like a train went off the tracks, like no one knew what to do with themselves. So everyone started to yell out the window. People started just like, I think it just, everyone just kind of fed off of each other. And all of a sudden you start seeing like toilet paper rolls started being thrown out the windows. I think printers went out the window, which I don't know what you do when you throw your printer out the window. I guess you got an extra one or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it was nuts. And I think it was just made me realize that like, all right, like everyone's human. And, you know, also just so much like pent up like tension that once there's like a lack of control, they just start spinning out of control. Yeah, it was it was fun for a plebe, you know. I think I thought it was great, you know, and just everyone just yelling. It, I was on the central court side, so it was like a big show for me. So it was a really nice break. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to ask. If your view was facing the area, or if you had one of the views that was facing the. Plebe. I had the view facing central area, so it was like, oh. yeah, it was it was a it was a shit show. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I, I don't know if there's language you could you could x that out. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll we'll label this an explicit episode. <laughs> okay, all right, great. <laughs> but yeah, no, I remember that time, and it was crazy. And and you're right, like someone just threw a printer out. So it's like I don't know if they went to Gold Coast the next day to like try to, try right. to get another one. That'd be great. Hey, um, it's not working. <laughs> and I don't remember, like, was there any sort of repercussion afterwards? Like, was there an email that went I, out? I don't remember. I don't think there was anything serious because there wasn't. I think they were just like, I honestly think the tax were kind of like laughing kind of like subtly, you know, and they're not supposed yeah. to. But um, I think they were like, all right, cadets will be cadets. They're probably like, we were way worse back in our day. So, yeah, I, I don't remember anyone really getting in trouble. I don't know if anyone yeah. did Naked Man or anything like that, but um, probably. <laughs> but Yeah. I feel like social media back then would have been ablaze with like, you know, TikToks of a burning laundry cart, like going by or something. Everything was still photos and, and Facebook didn't come out, I think, to like our yuck year or something. I remember yeah. it was like after a plebe year to when it started like becoming more mainstream or West Point was on the network. But yeah, it was just like Zangas in MySpace or something like that. I, don't know. <laughs> Zangas, yeah. I feel like that's a West Coast thing. Like not many people on the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, maybe Derek, we'll pivot to question two, which okay. is something that's uh, maybe more reflective and it's after the West Point days. So question two is what's something that you're most proud of since graduation? Okay. So I would say kind of like a more recent after graduating. So I hate rucking. I hate ruck marching. And so I think I'm most proud of like graduating from the most like ruck loving schools, going to like ranger school and making my way eventually through the Q course, I took the long way. But I think getting through that, as a cadet, I'd never thought I'd be able to definitely go to SF Q course and maybe not even get through Rangers, Rangers school. So I think getting through those was something that I look back on. I'm very proud of being able to get through those things. It's something that when things are hard, I always look back on and realize, well, I've been in other hard situations before. Probably more recently, I'm proud to have pivoted back into national security and defense. So since I went off active duty in 2015, went to business school, worked in big tech, um, worked at some startups, and then eventually found an opportunity uh, with DIU, Defense Innovation Unit, about a year ago. And our classmate is is a person I could thank to bring me in, uh, Tina Chong. I think she's on the podcast. 
so yeah, I'm, I'm really proud to be back kind of in this realm, this sphere. It's exciting. It's, it's given me more opportunity to reconnect with classmates. I was back at Bragg in January and just caught up with some friends, you know, delivery and then ran into a bunch of classmates just during the exercise. So it's just really cool and um, something that I'm really enjoying right now. Yeah, it's very cool. I got to take a step back to like your your first answer about, you know, graduating from some of these ruck loving schools. Like, how did you get better at it? I mean, you know, obviously you've got West Point like putting you through the grinder, but like, yeah, is there something that like clicked and said like, like, I just got to get better at this. Like, you know, I'm I, five, six, five, seven. I so just I understand thought of something you like when you mentioned like, how to get through this, like, if you remember Beast, our first ruck march, you walked to like, whatever the field is by the main gate i forgot soldier field buffalo soldier, yeah, field buffalo or soldier. i don't know whatever the field is there it was like a one mile there one mile back or something like that i remember having like hot spots in my feet we like they made us change our socks which is hilarious but i remember being like this is hard like i don't know how you go any further than this <laughs> but it's so funny um but yeah i think that's where it comes to like it's all about training it's having a good training plan like if you want to do a marathon or triathlon or Ironman or whatever, you progressively get, you know, stronger and stronger. And also like land nav, I was pretty terrible at land nav as a, what, yearling when we got tested, you know, being vulnerable here, it's a vulnerable space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but by the time I was in the Q course, like I, I felt pretty confident, you know, and, and all those things kind of built on each other. So rucking, you know, I just start adding weight, starting adding distance, start, also, I have to I have to run a lot because if it's like a time march, like I'm on a good day, I'm like five foot five. Like on a bad day, I'm probably like five foot three. So like you know, my legs are about half the size, half the length of folks. So I'm often running when I'm do- doing a timed ruck march or something like that. So that was how I had to you know train up for it. Yeah, no, no, I, I can empathize with you because I'm like I said, I'm right there, five six, five seven. Ruck march was not my thing. <laughs> I remember uh, Clarissa Camino like helping me out during B. So mad props <laughs> to her and uh, the rest of my squad mates. Um, and then going back to like your latest answer, you were just talking about like Tina Chong. Can you tell me more about like and uh, our audience, like how you reconnected with her, or at least how you found that like latest opportunity? So when I left my last job, I kind of took some time to think like what what do I really enjoy? Like what did I enjoy about the military? What did I not enjoy about the military? What did I like about working at Apple and what didn't I? And it boiled down to a few things. What I realized is the first thing that mattered most to me at a workplace is the people. Second was like, what are we working on? Like, what is the product? What is the mission? What is, what are we trying to do? What are we trying to accomplish? And then number three is at this point in my life, I I do need some flexibility because my kids are age one and almost three. My daughter turns three tomorrow. So having evenings free was very important to me. And that's something that Apple operations is just not able to provide just because of the nature of the work. So that's what I looked at. And then I explored kind of around my area. And a year before I left this job, I had activated into the reserve. So I was in a reserve unit that is co-located with DIU's office in Mountain View. So it's in the same building. And I saw this defense innovation unit. What is it? So I did a LinkedIn search found out that Tina <laughs> works there. So I messaged her. She's like, yeah, let's hop on a call. And then she quickly like connected me with leadership in a portfolio and, you know, in the defense engagement team, which I'm a part of now. One thing led to another and I, I joined the organization. 
Yeah, no, that's a, a very inspirational story. Just talking about how classmates, you know, kind of hooked you up or at least made the introductions and kind of reaching out to the opportunities. It's pretty cool. And Derek, uh, at this time, I'll, I'll probably talk on to uh, question three. So this is something more reflective, but what do you wish more people knew about you? Or maybe just even an interesting fact that most classmates or others don't know. I thought about this for a little bit. I think the one thing like that people, except for like my roommates that I've had, that not too many people know about me is that I really like cooking for people. I like cooking in general, but I oftentimes, if it's just me, like sometimes it's not worth the effort, but I like, I like cooking for people, I like hosting. So that's one thing I really enjoy. I like that and I like getting together. I like socializing, catching up. Yeah, like I, I just caught up with uh, David Psyche like a week ago and we were just kind of talking about kind of life and, you know, catching up over the past really like decade. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's one thing that I really enjoy socializing and cooking for people and one thing that i do I, I like cooking just about every different cuisine some things like asian cuisine my my wife is you know korean background so i actually learned some of uh, korean dishes japanese dishes which is my background but then a lot of things i like you know grilling smoking things on my you know barbecue grill and things like that so yeah nice and how do your kids enjoy your food yeah they like my food you, you know <laughs> i mean the the one-year-old we can only you can't give them too many you know you know spices or anything like that but um overall i think they have good palates you know because they like my food <laughs> i mean they and then they spit it off it's too bland like <laughs> if we try yeah. to make it too healthy yeah but um overall i think they like my food so yeah. Have you ever enjoy. like thought about either opening up a restaurant or like taking it to the next level? Like I've thought about that like earlier on when I was a little bit more naive about like how much effort and work it is to like start a restaurant. I've never done it, but I've, you know, after going to business school, I learned a little bit more about like margins and also just the restaurant industry and just how challenging it is to and how competitive it is. Right. So I think maybe down the line, it might be more of a passion project, not something that I would probably expect to scale and you know rely on as like a sole income or something like that maybe down the line we'll see i'm excited because if anything maybe you could just start the Derek cooking show and then you just bring on class <laughs> one, one get us at a time they come on the podcast yeah, and they be go fun to the, too uh, cooking be show. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like dave already had a good time well Derek, i'll pivot to question four what's something that's currently in the works or in the future that you're most excited about as I mentioned, I'm a reservist and I was in a, a army reserve unit, but I just recently changed to become an IMA, individual mobilized augmentee. So I'll be joining an active duty unit. And it's actually the higher headquarters to my old battalion, battalion for special forces group. So I'll be at special operations command Pacific SOC pack. I'll be working in security cooperation. So that's something that I'll be doing kind of um, on my part-time deal, lining up likely in the summer but it has a lot of synergies with my work at DIU. So yeah, I'm excited for that. It'll be kind of throwback to my days as a team leader advising, you know, I was in the Philippines a lot and then I did some missions in Nepal. So it's all in the area of responsibility. So I'm excited to do that, to help out however I can. So it'll be fun to be kind of back in that seat and then also hunt for other opportunities for DIU as well. Nice. And it sounds like you must be traveling a lot in that capacity or just even you know, with DIU. Like, is that accurate? Yeah. The nice thing is it's, it's kind of on my own terms. Generally, no one's telling me you need to be here for all these different engagements. But typically, I try to attend some conferences that are related to AI and defense tech, some military exercises that might be relevant. So yeah, 
a fair amount of opportunities. Yeah, I was in Hawaii and Japan and Tokyo most recently. So oh, very nice. Yeah, good places. And Derek, I'll pivot to the next two questions. So this is our uh, grip hands question. And this was posed by our previous guest, Pete Crawford. So to give you some background on the question, he was reflecting on the mission statement of West Point and how it says that all of us, you know, commit to a lifetime of selfless service to the nation. So his question is, you know, once you've left active duty or if you already have, how do you see yourself continuing to serve? Yeah, so it's like a perfect question for my timing because I asked myself a little bit of that when I was looking for my next full-time job before I joined DIU. And that had a large part of what made me gravitate towards seeking this opportunity. And also same reason why I pulled myself off the IRR. So I was inactive for about six years. When I came back, it's like, okay, there's a new PT test. Oh, like, now there's a deadlift, which I would have loved like 10 years ago. And now my joints really hurt. So <laughs> but um, I would say DIU and now focusing on defense tech in that space is, is one way. Another way, probably maybe closer to home is in the community. You know, my kids are pretty young, but I hope and intend to be involved in their school and some of their extracurricular activities. And maybe they might intertwine with community service. So growing up, I was involved with Boy Scouts. I hope to get my kids involved in scouting and also possibly more involved with some of the local community government, city council and things like that. Just getting a little bit more awareness and then possibly eventually once I have the time and bandwidth to help support in a more active capacity. Yeah, very nice. It must be weird, though, like you said, kind of going back home and like running into people. Yeah, I actually and I also spoke at my high school <laughs> earlier this year <laughs> to, of all things, a computer science class, which I I'm a social science major. But because I work in tech, I was giving them the story of my path, my, you know, non-traditional path to working in tech. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully that was, you know, good for them because they can see like there's yeah. many different, you know, stepping right. stones or, you know ways to get to where ways you eventually to, yes. end up. Exactly. Well, very cool. Well, question six, Derek, really is, you know, what question do you want to ask the, the next classmate? Yeah, the question that I have is, what is one or two lessons and or habits that you picked up when you were a cadet that you still carry with you today? Awesome. And uh, Derek, can you share with us, you know, some of the either yeah. lesson or habit? Lesson or habit. So I'll start with a bad habit. So this is a and there's always like great like sayings. They're almost like proverbs that come out of West Point. And one that I constantly heard was, if you wait to the last minute, it only takes a minute. So that's a bad habit that I picked up. And one example of that is, so, you know, I was in social, I was an international relations major, and there's a lot of papers to write. One time I had two eight-page papers to write in two days, and I managed to get through it and get... Passing grades. I don't remember what the letter grade was, but I um, got through it. So that's a bad habit of procrastination. It's also given me like maybe a false sense of confidence in getting things done like very, very quickly. But it's also given me like pause of like, okay, like you've been here before. Don't let this happen again. Uh, so that's one, the bad habit. I would say the, um, the lesson that I would say that I still carry with me that in many different areas of my life I've applied is cooperate and graduate. So, you know, that was definitely key for like the hard trainings like Ranger School, and, you know, Q course, things like that. 
But even when finding a job, you know, example, Tina helped me find mine. And I always try to provide time and connections or try to pay it forward as much as possible because it has come around so many times in a positive way. And actually, my internship at Apple was from a grad. I think he is a 92 grad. So I did not know him at all. I cold messaged him on LinkedIn because of West Point. He also went to the same business school, but because of those two ties, but I would say probably yeah. more West Point than the business school. He, you know, he hopped on a call, was very candid with me, and then just eventually gave me an offer for an internship, summer internship. And it was really, it was great. So I feel like it, it opened many doors, this mentality. So I tried to reinforce it. Yeah. And I, I agree. It's such a, a solid lesson to, to learn about cooperating and graduating. And almost feel like you don't, you know, going through the West Point experience as a cadet, like you, you don't realize the full power of that, you know, uh, phrase and, and, you know, kind of the mentality going forward in your career. So thanks for sharing about it. Cause I, like, I, I agree with you. Like, you know, some of the opportunities I've come across or that, you know, I'm trying to help others, you know, pay it forward. It's really because of those bonds that we, you know, made during those first right. four years uh, at West Point. Right. So awesome. Well, Derek, uh, before we conclude the episode, I'll just ask, you know, is there any final call to action or anything that you'd want to say to our classmates who are listening? Yeah, I would just say, so we mentioned my role at DIU. So what DIU does is brings commercial technology, usually like non-traditional tech companies, whether they're startups, big tech to the military quickly. So if there's anyone out there that's working either Futures Command, various DevCom or wherever, or if you're at any unit and you want to connect and we could try to find ways to work together, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm on LinkedIn and I'm also Facebook. There's multiple ways that you can reach me. My name's fairly unique, so I'm pretty easy to find. So please contact me and um, yeah, we could see if we could work together. Awesome. Well, thank you, Derek, again, for stopping by the podcast. It was great to just reconnect with you one-on-one, but also I feel like our classmates will really enjoy hearing your story, you know, really talking about your time in the military and also, you know, your next career path since then, you know, since active duty, just talking about DIU. And thanks also for sharing the memories about social papers. Now I'm thinking about the social run (laughs) (laughs) and and those brown bombers, Um, but really, you know, less of cooperating graduates. So that's what it's all about. So hopefully uh, this inspires others to connect. Thank you again for your time. And I'll end every episode with our class motto. So never falter, never quit. Never quit. (laughs) Thanks, Matt. Take care. Thanks for listening to 06 Answers. Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on 06 Answers are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of the United States Army, Department of Defense, or any other agency, organization, company they have or currently work for. Nor does its use imply endorsement of our opposition to any specific organization, product, or service. Any material presented here is for general information purposes only. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at 06 Answers.